0: Welcome back. Richard, it's good to see you this morning.
1: And, I don't even want to talk about the date anymore because it seems like we're always talking about. geez, it's all Here we are again at the end of another month. Yeah, um,
0: last last day of September. Um this will be posted on the 1st day of October. And so um yeah, we are we are officially in the the final um final quarter. Final quarter.
1: Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about emotions, and we talk about emotions, you know, periodically throughout our, the podcast, and in um, in regards to different topics, we talk about emotions right. and how we respond to them. And today we're going to talk about a couple of articles that we have that came up in the past um, that we found in the past couple of weeks um, about dealing with painful emotions, and you know, as we talk about topics for the podcast. This is one of the things that comes up a lot because this is, this is really the nature of our work. This is, you know, when we work with a lot of our patients, this is what we're talking about is how to deal with painful emotions that come about as a result of various challenges that we have in our life. And so we thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about it today.
1: Yeah. And it was funny because actually there were two articles that happened across our desks this week. Um, One is from Psychology Today today. And one is from one of our favorite um, places called the Gottman Institute. Um, it's a married couple that um, does, all, does really extensive research on couples um, right. staying together. So we have these two articles, and um, they, they're, they're very, very similar in content. We're going to focus more on Dr. White's article. She's a private practitioner in London, England. Um, because it's a little it's a it's a little clear um, but they're bas- basically saying the same thing. and I would encourage readers um, or listeners to read both of them because while they supplement each other, there's valuable information in both of them. Absolutely.
0: So we'll have a link to both of them in the show notes, but the the thing that we really want to begin with is, you know, what is the difference? Um, because people tend to use them interchangeably. What is the difference between emotions and feelings? Right. Um, and we, before we even get into the definition, uh, because this was a discussion we had just before we started recording, um, there is a lot of debate about, you know, it's sort of a chicken under the egg type of argument, which, which comes first uh, feelings or emotions. And so we're going to talk about it from the perspective of how these articles talk about it, but, but also, just want you to know that if you're really interested in this, we did a podcast some time ago uh, that that kind of covered this. But there is lots of research out there covering the, this particular issue. What what comes first? What triggers what? How are emotions and feelings different? But so we're going to start out with this differentiation, at least as it relates to how these articles presented.
1: Right. Uh, because yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so emotions are. Um, well, emotions are really involuntary. Um, in in some research, they talk about it as almost precognitive that, you know, something happens in your environment and it triggers a a neurological or brain based response. And that is what we're defining as an emotion.
1: Right. Right. And there are six universal emotions. Um, and, and most of, you know, sadness, enjoyment, fear. Anger, surprise, and disgust. And these things seem to just occur. They occur at a pre-conscious level. They are they are our body's response to environmental events. You you see something, or you hear something, or you feel something internally, and it produces one of these six universal emotions. The, the body just does this.
0: Right. Absolutely once this happens, or some will say at the same time that this happens, or some will say just before this happens, or you experience this brain-based emotion, um, we experience feelings. And we think about those feelings as, as the name would suggest, the physiological body sensations that we get that are associated with these different emotions. Um, many of you probably uh, can do this, but if you think about How does your body feel when you're angry? Or how does your body feel when you're excited or sad or surprised? We tend to have a predictable, regular um, physiological response to those different emotions. And those are what we call feelings. Those feelings are then interpreted. We feel them in our body because, again, if we think about those emotions as sort of being precognitive, meaning that we don't really, we don't really think about having those emotions. Now, you can think about things that produce those emotions, absolutely, but when they just happen, you know, based upon some response to something in your environment, it doesn't happen based upon your thought, your your conscious decision. It just happens, and then we right. experience these things in our body that we interpret.
1: Right, we get these feelings, these internal feelings, and we say, okay, that is something right Um, and and so the you start with the six basic emotions but when you get to feelings and you start to interpret things then it expands way beyond the six okay and you sort of have this explosion of possible interpretations of what this body sensation is so if you think about it as here's six and then there's this explosion of feelings that come from that it's like flavor and taste You know, you have the four basic tastes, but you have hundreds of flavors. And it's the same thing here. You have six basic emotions, but hundreds of feelings. And the reason this distinction is important here is because when we manage our emotions or feelings, whichever one you want to use, it's at the feeling level that we do that work. Can't do anything about the emotions. The emotions are an obligate response. They're, They're just going to happen where the work occurs is at the feeling level at the interpretation level
0: absolutely and and there there are lots of easy ways to make this real for you if you if you're listening to this and trying to and scratching your head to try to figure out what we're talking about but if you if you take the the basic difference between excitement and anxiety for example um if you're about to go on to a roller coaster you're going to be standing there you're going to hear the sounds you're going to see everything that's happening it's going to produce a feeling, some feelings in your body is going to do that uh, pre-cognitive, pre-conscious emotion. It's going to trigger that. You're going to start feeling something in your body. You're going to either interpret that as fear and you're not going to get on the the roller coaster or you're going to interpret that as excitement and you're going to be, you're going to run to get in line. The the feelings in your body tend to be pretty similar between fear and excitement. They're pretty similar, but based upon how you interpret them, you're either going to avoid or you're going to, you know, engage and go go to get on that roller coaster. The same thing with fear and, um, you know, excitement that people feel when they watch horror movies. There are some of us who do not watch horror movies. I don't like being scared like that, but some people, even, even teenagers and, and kids, they just love that fear response that comes when they watch scary movies um, right. and so they watch it all the time.
1: Right. I have a really good friend and uh, we were talking about this one about uh, scary movies horror horror movies. And I was absolutely stunned. And this is the first time that I that I had thought about it. And she just loves horror movies because the sensation that I avoid because I don't like to be scared like that. So I avoid that. She pursues it, she goes after it, she loves that feeling because it's like the roller coaster for her. It's excitement. Mm-hmm. She's she's excited by that. It's similar. And for me, it's it's stay away. I interpret that as something I want to avoid. She interprets it as something she wants to access.
0: Yeah. And so and, and the reason that we interpret them differently, maybe based upon our experiences. It could be based upon thoughts or things that we've seen or, you know, just um, more cognitive ideas that we think about could happen. Um, You know, with the roller coasters, you start thinking about those horrific experiences that people have had where they've been injured or or even killed um, as part of those rides. And so based upon how we associate them, that's, that's how we um, interpret those feelings. As you said, um, the, the real issue that we have to deal with when working with patients or thinking about ourselves is how we interpret those emotions because that's going to then govern our next behavior
1: right Mm -hmm. yes now yeah the first thing is we have this distinction and and it's an important one when we try to manage the second issue that we want to talk about before we get into how to do it is as it turns out Controlling your emotions is not possible. That's, the, that's what we want you to know, that it's not possible. It's an obligate response. You can't do anything about it. Pleasant emotions, if you if inform us that all is well, you should do all you can to keep them. Painful emotions simply tell us that something is wrong. And what most of us do when we experience painful emotion, our natural response is avoid it. Uh, horror movies, roller coasters, um, certain people. Try as we might, however, we can't rid ourselves of emotions. And that's that's the important thing here, because as we talk about how to manage our emotions, what most of us do is we tend to want to rid ourselves of painful emotions. Something has happened and we, we feel sadness or fear or regret. And our first response is, let me get rid of this, okay? That's probably the wrong thing to do. First of all, you can't, okay? Right. You, you can't get rid of an emotion because it's just your brain's response to stimulation, to sensation. The second issue is, is we shouldn't try to get rid of it because in trying to get rid of it, we're probably going to make it worse. Right. So when you experience these emotions, when you have these or strong feelings, and this is where we can blur that distinction again, What are the things that we we should do or not do to manage these painful feelings? We all love pleasant feelings. That's pleasant emotions are fun. We don't have to worry about those. Uh, What we want to do is we want to manage the painful emotions, and this begins with avoiding the seven common mistakes that people make when they try to get rid of of painful emotions.
0: Absolutely, and and let's um, you know one last. Um, thing to mention before we get into those seven things is that let's remember that all emotions are important.
1: Right.
0: Um, as you said a minute ago, you know the the pleasant emotions inform us that we're, we enjoy what's happening or we we want more of something that's happening. Painful right. emotions let us know that you know we're not really enjoying this. We would like to avoid this. We don't, right. we don't like it for some reason. Both things are very important. Right. Um, both sets of emotions are really important and and, and appropriate. Um, it is perfectly appropriate to be angry about some things. It is perfectly appropriate to feel disgust or um, fear or or sadness about things. Right. We need to have those feelings. Uh, if we didn't have those feelings, if if you really think about it, um, and if you've seen the movie like Inside Out and some of these other. Um, depictions yeah. of emotions—you can't have the positive emotion without the negative emotion. They they have to come together because there would be no differentiation from normality for happiness if you didn't have sadness to go to go along with it and and serve as sort of a a, a, a the other end of the pole. So we have to have positive and negative emotions, and we at times need to embrace both of them as necessary.
1: Right. And that I think is the, is the message here. Uh, if we were getting to the summary, we would say, "Don't be afraid of these emotions. They are they just are. There's really nothing you can do. It's like, you know, you don't try to control breathing or heart rate. Don't try to control emotions. Emotions are valuable because they inform us. And right. so, it's okay to feel everything, including the painful emotions." Now, you have to learn to manage them because, as all of us know, painful emotions can become an impairment if, if you allow it. So we acknowledge that. And so what we want to do is manage our painful emotions before they become a problem.
0: Uh, absolutely. And, and as we go through these seven um, mistakes that we often make, you will you will see why that's important. So the first one is You know, many one of the mistakes that many of us make is that we over-identify with our emotions. And and what 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 is meant by that? What the author meant by that is that we tend to sort of personalize emotions. And so, instead of saying "I am," I instead of saying "I feel sad," recognizing how you feel, you might say "I am sad." So, sort of using that emotion as an identifier or, or key characteristic of yourself. So then now you are the embodiment of sadness versus I just feel sad right now. Um, And that's a big difference when you're thinking about it from that psychological perspective and how you identify yourself.
1: Yeah. Think about anger. You know, you say, I am angry. Well, what's the rest of the sentence? And someone's going to pay versus I am. I'm feeling angry. I wonder why. Right. So it takes you to a very different place if you say, I am feeling sad, anger, fear. And that takes you, then the rest of that sentence becomes very different. Okay. Right. Um, the second thing is bottling up your emotions. Um, right. You know, imagine yourself walking around all day with a can of soda in your purse. The pressure is going to build and build and build and build. And you have to let it out. Don't let the pressure build. Express how you're feeling to others. Most of us know that just by telling somebody about it, it makes us feel a little bit better. Because in telling, whether you're telling in speech or you're telling in writing, you're ridding your body of the emotion. Okay, you're getting rid of the you're relieving that pressure. Okay, you've opened up the can and you're relieving the pressure so that it's no longer dangerous. Carrying that can of soda around, jostling it all day long, that's that you're carrying a little bit of danger with you. So don't bottle it up. Talk about it, write about it, but get rid of it.
0: Absolutely. I, I met with a young man earlier this week, and he was talking about a um, – he, he had a relationship, a long-term relationship that recently ended. and um, But it sort of ended with this idea that it could potentially – they potentially could reunite. And so he's kind of holding on to that. And it has been going on for a little while now, and he decided to come in uh, for an initial session. And he's like, you know, I, I just thought I would come in and talk and see if I can – you know, figure out how to, how to deal with it. And based upon everything he says, you know, I kind of had to say, I don't have an answer for that. You know, th- there's not a way to make that go away because you're holding on to the hopes of something that you have no idea if it's going to work. Right. I'm not going to tell you not to hope that I'm going to tell you to continue living your life and to do the things you need to do. But the best I can do, the best that can really be done right now, other than that is, I can be here and we can talk about it and you can let it out. And we talked about journaling and things like that, but just to get those emotions out. So you just don't ruminate over it all day long. And it just goes through, you know, over your mind over and over and over again and, and make it worse. So sometimes just letting it out is, is important.
1: Yep. That's what crime and punishment is by the famous Russian novel. Crime and you carry that guilt around with you and it just keeps building until you have to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Judging yourself, um, you know, we, we're we really hard on ourselves. You know, we say, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I think this is a, no, be, be less critical. Think of it in terms of what would you say to others? If somebody else came to you and said, I'm feeling that." what would you say to them? And have the same conversation with yourself. Most of us are more critical of ourselves than we are of others. Absolutely. So, so don't judge yourself. One of the mistakes we make is don't don't judge yourself harshly. Absolutely.
0: And and I think that we not only are we all guilty of this, but we're we're guilty of imposing this on kids as well. Sure. Um yeah. you know, don't be angry. You couldn't be angry. It's bad to be angry. Right. No, it's perfectly appropriate to be angry in that situation. Right. It's not appropriate to hit someone, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. appropriate to feel angry in that situation. And that's okay. So you know, it is it is okay. Um, I, I have a patient who's who often feels sad and depressed, and um, you know she was going through something, and and a friend, a close friend of hers, passed away, and she was very very worried about feeling sad about that, mm-hmm. because, and I said, no, feel sad. It is okay to feel sad that your that your friend passed away. Just because you're sad and you're grieving doesn't mean that you have to. You know, that doesn't mean that you're depressed. Those right. are two different things. And just recognizing that that is allowed, that you can do that without judging yourself with all that self-criticism that we use, relieves so much pressure and it relieves stress so that you can say, it, you know, it is okay. It is okay for me to feel this way right now. But and that, I'm not feeling this way. I'm not this way. I'm not sad. I'm mm-hmm. just feeling sad right now.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think the important message here is, it it is normal, it is okay, it is acceptable. You can't avoid the feeling anyway, the emotion anyway. So it is completely normal to feel anger. It is completely normal to be afraid. That's not the issue. And when with with young children we say, or even teenagers, we say, no, it's okay to be angry. You just can't punch holes in the walls. Right. That that's where the distinction occurs. Yeah. Is but no, my goodness, what a horrible thing to say to somebody. You can't be angry you know, right. you shouldn't be angry. No, you should be angry. You shouldn't be aggressive. Right. And, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now, the fourth um, mistake that we tend to make is, is what they call intellectualizing emotions. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, sometimes again, we, we, we mull over or ruminate over emotions, just working to try to, exp- you know, understand it right. without really allowing ourselves to feel it. And, 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 the distinction here again is, is important because, you know, sometimes we just need to experience the emotion. Right. Sometimes right. we just need to be sad.
1: It's okay. Right. You know, I think of relationships. This is where this really hits me. You, you have a breakup, and the first thing you do is you start to say, Well, what did I do wrong? What did she do wrong? And we we sort of analyze the relationship and our behaviors and phone conversations and texts. And we keep analyzing and analyzing and investigating to try to figure out what what did I do wrong? Or what did she do wrong? Or what did he do wrong? And we sort of intellectualize it at the expense of feeling it, what we should be doing. We don't wanna, we don't wanna think about and try to understand it at the expense of having the feeling. The first thing we should do is say, geez, I am angry, I'm hurt. I'm sad. Get get those emotions out. You can always you can always analyze this stuff later. But the first the first thing you have to do is you got to get the feelings out. Don't spend too much time thinking about.
0: It. Absolutely, and and that is related to the fifth thing here. And you know, and this is there's a there's a slippery slope here, as they say, um, because number five is of overusing distraction. Distracting ourselves from negative emotions and negative feelings is okay. It's an okay strategy to use sparingly at times. Mm -hmm. Um, It becomes a problem when it is used constantly, when it is used at the expense of dealing with and trying to understand where the emotion is coming from. The more that you use um, avoidance or distractions, the less you're able to really understand why you're feeling these things so that you can then do something about it. Um, We talked about this with, um, you know, that tendency for people to, you know, seek out medication or, you know, sometimes self medication for just some unhappiness that they're having with their life. If you're, if you're unhappy with your job, you may not need medication. You just may need a new job, But, but seeking medication and some of these other things is really just a, Distraction is just a way to avoid those symptoms without really dealing with what's happening. Right. We need to stop using distraction as our primary source of uh, of relief from these and really try to understand and experience the feeling.
1: Right. You know, we see this with very young children, with toddlers. Uh, where parents will distract, you know, they're they're starting to get angry about something. Express their anger, and the parents distract them. Okay, when you're very young, that's probably okay. As you get older, you want to teach children about their emotions. So when kids are in elementary school, you have to have conversations that um, help children understand and name what they're feeling, so that they can deal with it. If you're constantly distracting them, um, you're denying them the opportunity to learn about their emotions. And learn how to how to identify them and how to deal with them.
0: Absolutely. Now, the sixth thing is uh, something that we especially see in in folks who are experiencing depression, and that mm-hmm. is, we sometimes assume that whatever we're feeling right now, whatever emotion that we're experiencing right now, we assume that it is permanent. Right. Um, emotions are by their very nature transient they come and they go um remember that emotions and and this introduces a third term that is that are again often used interchangeably with feelings and emotions but feelings emotions and moods are all very different right um so emotions and feelings these are transient things they they, they will hit you because of something that's going on but then they slowly evaporate as you know as a little bit of time passes um so we can't allow ourselves to, you know, become so concerned that these things are permanent and they're never going to go away.
1: And this, I think this is an important part for, important point. I think it's especially for therapists, but also for parents or partners yeah. or anybody who's dealing with, with the feelings of others is that this is going to go away and it's not going to go away it's going to decrease over time. These, what you're feeling now is not going to last forever over time. It will, it will diminish. It, it will, it will decrease. What frightens us, I think is to say, am I going to feel this way for the rest of my life? No, no, the, this is, these are not permanent. Emotions are transient. They're, they're gradually going to go away.
0: Uh, absolutely. And then now the last thing, the, the seventh mistake that we tend to make is you know, and this is for people who, who go to therapists. This is for people who, you know, kind of rely on others to, um, to take those feelings away, those negative feelings away. And please remember that talking to someone, that's a great strategy for dealing with it. It allows you to process it. It allows you to get it out so that you don't just ruminate over it all the time. It allows you to get somebody else's perspective. It allows you, it allows a lot of of benefits for the person. However, nobody else can take away those emotions. Nobody can completely relieve you of those feelings that you're wanting to get rid of. You cannot put yourself or somebody else in a position where the only reason that, that you're happy is because somebody else is happy or because somebody else is with you. That is a very dangerous situation for relationships, and, and for lots of other situ- scenarios where my, where, where my well-being is dependent upon the other person that's with me, that I have to be responsible for myself. Uh, we, we have to learn to manage our own emotions.
1: Right. I can't blame anybody else if my feelings and my emotions aren't changing. Okay? Right. It's not the therapist. It's not your family. It's not your friends. Um, but we do get into the situation where people will say, oh, my gosh, here she comes again or he comes again. And we're going to talk about the breakup. OK, yes, you can overdo it. You, you can talk about it too much. But the important thing is it's you can't give this to anybody else and you can't ask anybody else to take it from you um, frequently with relationships you have a breakup. And then what you want to do is hurry up and get another relationship because the new relationship will help you deal with the pain, the mm-hmm. painful experience of your previous relationship. That's not fair to your new partner. Well, uh, it's, it's not their job to make you feel better. Absolutely. It's a distraction. Right. That right? Becomes a
0: distraction. And, and it goes back to that previous that. In, so instead of really dealing with it, right. you're distracting yourself with a new relationship,
1: the rebound. Right? And that's why we we advise people take a little time, work through this before you have another relationship, because chances are you're going to get into that second relationship for all the wrong reasons. And one of those reasons is I want I want to take away the pain, and I can do that if I'm with this other person. Uh, that's not it's not that other person's responsibility. It's our responsibility to manage our own.
0: Absolutely. So. Well again, we encourage you to read the the articles um especially the one from psychology today but there's there's two in there um in the show notes they are both really well written, but talk about these issues in a little bit more detail than we were able to talk about today but you know try to avoid these seven mistakes that we tend to make um because several of them hit home just a little bit because uh you know there are things that we do on a on a almost a daily basis so. Um, but we'll talk more about feelings and emotions in days to come. Um, so let us know if you have any questions or anything.
1: Good. Right. Yep. Yeah. Happy September. Um, well. days are getting shorter. Nights are getting long. There was a song like that one time. Okay. All right. It was seeing you again. You too. That's it for today until next time.
0: Stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.